This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Well, Jim, I, 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 I would tell you how I feel about this upcoming game. Tonight, game day, Jets, Flames, season's kicking off. Kicked off last night, but kicking off for the Jets and the Flames tonight. Uh, but I'll let Robert say it. Text the show, 204-780-6868. Robert? Robert says, hey, Cam and Jim. Robert here. Well, it's been a while, but it's game day! I don't know if I'll make it for the whole game, but I have to listen. But I'll have to listen to the first period. Rock on. Already, Robert. Robert? Already you don't know if you're going to make it? You'll Six, make 630 it. 6.30 pregame show. It's a late 9 o'clock Niner. start. Niner our Which time. is, uh, for a guy that's alarm goes off at 3.30 in the morning, yes. is a killer. But These... I will be watching. Yes, you will. You'll say right now, Robert and Cam, that, ah, I'll catch the first two periods and then see what happens when I get, but you'll stay because it's the season opener. If this was February and they were in California, you'd be like, against Anaheim, it's 3-1, I'm done. Yeah. But not tonight. Not tonight. Tonight, it's their time to shine. (laughs) Season is young. The season is young. It's just Everybody's undefeated, except for the teams that lost yesterday. Everybody in tonight's game is undefeated. Yes. And you know the thing about hope, Cam? Hope's a dangerous thing. Hope springs eternal. Hope springs eternal, can bring a man down, can bring an anchor to a man, or it can propel you to great things. It all starts tonight. Pre-game show, 6.30, puck drop at 9. Dave McIver, a good buddy of mine, uh, morning sports and on-air contributor at CHQR, sister station in Calgary. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Doing well, Cam. Good to hear your voice, my friend. Uh, you guys are clearly as excited as we are out in Calgary to get things going. Dave, are you excited? Is this the year that the Flames turn it around and make it happen? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, the excitement is, you know, it's superficial at least. It's on the surface, but really deep down, <laughs> it's very shallow. <laughs> the, line, the line of the show. I'm getting a headache trying to pump this game up so much, and then we get the old, I don't know about that. Like, let's, let's, Both these teams are in the same boat, Jimbo. Let's just see how the first game goes. I like it, Dave. Well, I'm just saying, you know, like if the Flames continue their pattern of being good and then bad and then good and then bad and then good, this should be a good season for the Calgary Flames. So we'll see what happens. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, different things that have gone on in this market over the last uh, six months. Uh, Biggest question for the Flames this season here, is it Markstrom? Is it Huberdeau? Is it both? Or is it something else? I think it's both. I mean, you look at Jacob Markstrom last year, was not a good season for the Calgary Flames, could not get a save when they needed one. And what, Jonathan Huberto with the biggest drop-off in points total year over year for for a forward in the NHL. So, yeah, I'd say both are very big question marks. But hey, the optimism does seem to be there coming out of camp that both guys can bounce back and find a way to be the players that they were a couple of years ago. I don't think Jonathan Huberto is going back to 115 points. That's a, that's a record season for a left winger. But if he gets Calgary Flames fans would be happy. We heard all about what's not there with Daryl Sutter being gone off the ice and the atmosphere. And we're reading about it, hearing about it. I know you guys are in Calgary as well, but what do you expect that uh, Ryan Huska can, can get out of this team on the ice with this different environment? I think, you know, there's going to be some changes the way they run the defensive zone. I think this is a copycat league, and a lot of teams are moving to that zone defense that the Vegas Golden Knights were so successful with last year. So I think that's going to be a big change for the Flames, even though they were pretty good defensively last year under Daryl Sutter. The big- Did we lose Dave? 
still there, fellas? Oh, yeah. yeah no, still here. Back now. Yeah, still yeah, here. I think the biggest question mark for the Flames this year is where's the goal scoring going to come? Not here anymore. Igor Sharangovich is here for the Calgary Flames. Does Andrew Mangiapani bounce back to what he was a couple of years ago? He was dealing with a shoulder injury last season. Nazem Kadri was in the mid-20s for goals last season. Can they get another year out of him? like that. So that's the biggest challenge for Ryan Huska. From what we've heard, Ryan's a pretty demanding coach off the ice. It's going to be a little bit different of a style in terms of how he demands players to play for the Calgary Flames compared to Daryl Sutter. But in terms of on ice, I think those are the two biggest things he's working with is how's that D zone change going to look and can the Flames find goals out of, out of different places? Mark Shifley signs a seven-year $8.5 million contract extension with the Winnipeg Jets. Connor Hallibuck signs an identical deal on the same day coming out on Thanksgiving Monday. Um, does does that give you pause when you look at Lindstrom and some of the other free agents that are still available for the Calgary Flames? Can something be done? It's funny. I was just looking at the parallels of the two teams in the offseason because we heard many things out of Winnipeg that Connor Hallibuck and Mark Shifley weren't sure about being a part of the Winnipeg Jets anymore. And then as the season gets going, uh, well, look, the two guys are back and are going to be Jets for life. And then you look at the Calgary Flames lineup and they had six guys going into the offseason. Tyler Toffoli's gone and Michael Backlund resigns. But the biggest thing, Cam, is... They, these guys are going to wait and see what the what the team is like this season before they make any term or commitment. Yeah, I mean that's just basically what we're waiting for here. I mean, I mean, how, how do you feel? How do you feel heading into this season, Dave? I, I am cautiously, cautiously optimistic about this team. I think you look at last year, thirty-one goal losses, thirty-one goal losses for the Calgary Flames last year. Seven. A lot of those two against teams that they should have beat, like bottom dwellers. Absolutely. 17 in overtime. Guess where they finished? Two points out of the playoffs. Yeah. You know, if you turn around three of those games, you're a playoff team. Yeah, they lost a lot. I think it was 17 one-goal games. Or maybe not lost, but they were involved in 17 one-goal games. Dave, did we lose we you? Lose you Dave. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's try to, you know what, let's try to bring Dave back just for a little bit. Maybe try a call. I got a backup number there, 4J. We'll try to get, maybe give him a ring. Um, just having some problems with his with his connection. But uh, Dave's, Dave's making some... Uh, some great points of this texture says, Dave, driving down the trail there? Um, no, actually, you know, that's his studio line hooked up to the radio station that uh, he got me hooked up. So that's that's right at the radio station in Calgary that we got hooked up there. I thought it would be fantastic. Um, but but anyway, so some issues. I mean, what do you see from the Flames? Science, uh, man. Yeah. It's coming from space. Can you give it a minute? <laughs> Just wait it out. Um, look, it's interesting because these two teams are, are, are very similar. I've always, over the past, I don't know, five, six years, compared the Jets to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think yeah. they're constructed the same. I think where the Leafs go awry is they've paid more for their contracts. But in the, top six, they look, in the top six, they looked about the same. Um, Dave, let's just get into tonight's game. What are you expecting? We talked about the season a lot, and rightfully so, because it's starting tonight. But what do you, uh, these two teams match up. But what are you expecting from both? I think, you know, they've they've turned a few things around. Like, uh, you guys would know more than me, but I, I feel like that team's going to play, you know, more as a team this year. I, I feel like there were some dressing room issues from the Winnipeg Jets last year. You look at, you know, Blake Wheeler, he's gone and you know, lost the captaincy and all that. And, you know, the, the call out at the end of the season by you know, the coach after the playoff game and, 
you know, that would motivate me as a player for the Flames. I think you're going to see a, a much quicker team this year. Gone are the likes of Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis on that fourth line, and they're going to look a lot younger than they did last year. And I think they're going to look a lot quicker than they did last year, which, hey, look, we, we all know, guys, this is a this is a young man's league where speed mm. is at a premium. And I think that's what you're going to see out of the Flames. You know, they have a, a Walker Dewar who's a bigger guy who can skate. and He played half the season with the Flames. But like Matt Coronado, he's he's a guy that the Flames expect to, to have a decent season and provide some offense this year because he's, you know, the big number one or not number one, but first overall draft pick that that's coming out of Harvard who can who can really shoot the puck and he plays with pace and I think they've tried to add a little bit more pace to all their lines. So I think you'll see kind of more of a cohesive unit in Winnipeg and you'll see a, a quicker team in Calgary. In net. Wolf, what's going on? Why is he down with the uh <laughs> Wolf? <laughs> why is he down with the Calgary uh, Wranglers in the AHL? What's going on there? I think, and, and it's it's a good question, Cam, because I think a lot of people want to see Dustin Wolf here. He's been the best goalie in the AHL for the last two seasons, but I do think they, they like their tandem in Markstrom and Dan Bladar. And it's, they want Dustin Wolf to play games. And, you know, I, I heard a, a bit from, from Craig Conroy yesterday talking that it's really tough to run three goalies in this league. It's like you just have a guy standing around and, and just kind of being there at practice mm. and, I think the bonus for the Flames is the Wranglers are, are right down the hallway, right? Their, their AHL team's just right down the hallway. So if you need Dustin Wolf to come in and do anything, it's just a quick, hey, come on up. You're right here with the team, and, and you can step in and do whatever we need you to do. It wasn't the, the greatest camp for him. I think his second game was good. His first game, he let in five goals and, and didn't play you know, great. And that was, a you know, you guys know, a home game for, for these guys are, are basically a half an NHL lineup, and, and that wasn't a great game for him. He played better on the road, so... They just want him to play, and he hasn't been a backup goalie since his first year in the WHL. He's been a starter since then, so I don't think they want him to be a backup. And I know Flames fans here in Calgary are, are demanding that he, he come up, and it could be a couple of years before before that happens if Jacob Markstrom can bounce back. I'm also hearing that teams are very, you know, circling, right? They've got three goalies. I think the Flames, if they were going to deal someone, it would they would hope it would be Markstrom just because of age and the contract, but most likely Vladar. Would they be willing to trade Vladar? And if there was a trade for any of the goaltending, what would they be looking for, Dave? I think if you're trading Dan Vladar, like high end, I mean, look what you got for Tyler Toffoli. You got a a third-round pick and a player. So what's the goalie market? I I don't know, but I think you'd kind of be hoping for a a third-round pick and and maybe a player that can jump in and play in your bottom six or add defensive depth. I mean, if you're trading Jacob Markstrom, you're looking for probably a first-round draft pick, uh, a high-end prospect, right? Like you got to set the bar at a level that you think is 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 good enough to get in return because that's a guy who should be a number one goalie in this league, should be a top 10, 15 goalie in this league, and he just wasn't last year. But he's, in the past, he's had the numbers that show he's you know a Vesna Trophy candidate, and you'd want to be trading him like a, a Vesna Trophy candidate and looking for a first-round pick and a prospect and, and maybe even something to, to get back. But I think we all know how tough it is to deal anybody right now with that big ticket because the teams that need goalies are generally teams that are in playoff contention and those are generally the teams that don't have any cap space to do it david kiver morning sports and on-air contributor over at our sister station in calgary at chqr dave thanks so much you take care okay enjoy enjoy the game hey i'm going down you will get, have fun getting up at 3 30 i'm off tomorrow Ken. <laughs> oh, God. You, uh, he's so smart he took tomorrow thanks, off because he knew he's gonna move. sit there he's gonna have a couple yeah, of drinks a veteran move i know all about dave mckiver 
I got them all figured out. <laughs> Veteran move. I'm I like not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on. I'm not on anything crazy. Am I, Dave, or am I right on the money? Uh, you you pretty much uh, nailed it. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Dave. Uh, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Let's take a break. Let's come back. Uh, on the other side, of course, the morning skate is going to get underway in Calgary in about nine minutes' time. As soon as we know the lines, we will give them to you um, as well. Got time for your text messages, 204-780-6868. And a decision by the NHL, they send a memo out in regards to um, pride tape and all that sort of thing. Dave, um, uh, Jim and I will talk about that when we come back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show. The NHL has sent a memo to teams uh, clarifying what players can and cannot do as part of theme celebrations this year, banning of rainbow-colored stick tape for the Pride Nights. The updated guidance reaffirms on-ice player uniforms and gears for games, and it affects uh, any sort of alterations, including on hockey fights, cancer night, um, Pride Night, or military appreciation celebration. Listen, I don't get this. Um, I, I, I actually think that the Ivan Provorov situation was the best situation where if he doesn't believe in it, let him sit out. Um, this took on a total situation on its own. Um, if you don't want to participate, step out. But I don't think the, 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 the NHL should be policing how players express themselves. And if they want to show support to the LGBT community with, with pride tape, like I, I don't understand this. It was a theme night. And if you don't want to partake, don't partake. This is antiquated 1950s line of thinking where, Oh, a few people are upset or don't believe in this, so we're not going to go with the majority again. So it wipes everything else let's out. Let's just make let's make this go away and ignore it, and we won't allow it anymore, and then it won't be an issue. It's ridiculous. If you don't want to partake, don't partake. We're doing a theme night here. It was overblown. The situation would have already been over with. They're it's, so it's ridiculous. It's it's extremely frustrating the NHL with some of the decisions they make about how to govern something when it comes to whatever it just, you had a great theme night, let it happen. And if somebody doesn't want to partake, don't partake. Well, we await the news on the starting lines, morning skate, just about to get underway. Don't go anywhere here on 680 CJOB jets at noon. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Thank you very much, Skylar. Not a preseason game. No, no, not an inter squad game. Ah. A real game. A real game day, regular season NHL hockey game, ice hockey game. Game day. Hey, what'd you make of Connor Bedard's debut for the Chicago Blackhawks last night? Well, first of all, Blackhawks money line, baby. Let's go. Blackhawks money line. Uh, No, I thought he was really good. $2. He's he's, he's mashing up. The Winnipeg Jets is crushing it. I know that. He's oh, I'm already Jets. on the Jets, boys. Are you on the yeah, Jets? Yeah, he can't be a dog on the road to Calgary. Markstrom's in net. He's a bum. <gasps> He's done. Markstrom's done. <gasps> Dustin Wolf is going to be the number one goalie in Calgary, Ooh. not even by the end of the year, by like Christmas. <gasps> yeah, hot take. Um, hot takes? No, but Bedard was good. He was, uh, I mean, we all know what the shot can do and stuff, and the Blackhawks had a couple power plays in the first. He kind of got to showcase that. And uh, he, you know, had a couple good takeaways in the neutral zone. He, like, turned the puck around in transition a lot. I thought that mm-hmm. was, like, a strength. Um, he wasn't playing afraid. Times. He wasn't playing afraid. No. 
He you did, know what was most impressive in like the first two shifts, and then well, when you he know, forgot a stick for warm ups. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. A, we're not going to accept <laughs> that. Tough start. That I mean, in his just, first two NHL, after the freaking him go no buggy for warm up, massive too. media storm. Like he's got a hundred people asking him questions leading into the game, and he's jittery for the first two shifts. Come on, Bedard. I'm calling. He's a bust. I'm I don't know who, right the, now. who the vet was, but he was just standing against the wall, twirling his stick, and he's like. It's over there. You're gonna need that. You, you got to go back there and get your stick. <laughs> like just like taking it in. Like uh, I, I enjoyed that. The most impressive part of it, and it was all impressive, uh, came as advertised in my opinion, was the ten shots for an 18 year old to be able to create ten shots on net for himself or ten shots taken. Sorry, uh, that's shot pretty, attempts. Yeah. yeah, shot attempts. Sorry, that is impressive. He's he finding seven space. in the first period. Yeah. yeah. He's finding space. Well, He's just, not afraid. Like that's and the that, confidence yeah. to. I mean, he was so nervous he forgot his stick for warmups. But then when the puck drops, to just like he's the real deal, right? Yeah, that, I mean that's so veteran already. To a lot of the times you'll see these guys come in. I mean, we've seen him on the Winnipeg Jets, and they're little. They're a little hesitant. They don't know if they should shoot the puck at this point. They don't know if they should pass. And for him to just say, "Man, this is my opportunity. I'm going to fire the shot in." Like, and he looked really impressive on the power play. Like it wasn't yes. all about him. They, they, you know, they got up. To, up to the point with Seth Jones on that unit, Corey Perry's in front, but when he had some room on the wall, he'd step in and shoot it, or he'd like curl around and there'd be an open guy on the other side. So he looked right at home. And welcome back. You got to go now to Boston on game two of your season opening four game road trip. Welcome to the jungle. The other two home games are freaking Montreal and Toronto. Like, geez. I bet you Corey Perry was in there like Shorzy after that game saying, We're never going to lose again. <laughs> We will never Nick, lose another Nick game. Nick actually looked really good, too, so I, I just don't know what to make of this. Like, I don't want the Blackhawks to win too many games this year, boys. That, that, uh, as excited as everybody is for Bedard, that's what's putting it in perspective to me. I'm watching him twirl around, and, and like you said, wasn't overhandling it on the power play or anything like that, but then I'm like, is that Corey Perry on the power play? A worm. <laughs> like, this I is, used to hate that the guy. The status of the oh. Chicago Blackhawks right now, 18-year-old Connor Bedard is on a power play with 100-year-old Corey Perry. I, I said to my roommate, I said, if you would have told me 10 years ago that Nick Felino and Corey Perry would be on the Chicago Blackhawks at the same time together, I like... I would have like punched you in the face. You know, he said, I would have been know, so mad. And you're probably thinking, man, Corey Perry, he's just a, he's a real stud, man. He what? He plays the game on the edge. So yeah, what? He just he he just said like I I hated him for the longest when time. When he was on the Ducks, like, oh. ah, he's a grinder. He's a guy. <laughs> he, I was warming up to, to him a little him. bit with Tampa. But yeah, yeah. I, you got to get used to these guys. I'm not he, I'm not going out and buying a '94. You know what? He's the soon, kind but. of guy that you don't want to play against, but he's the kind of guy you want on your team. <laughs> now that he's here, I don't even dislike him anymore. I might even say I like them. Well, they play the number one pest in Brad Marchand tonight, so looking All forward right. to it. All right. Yeah, they have, the Chicago wins their first game, 4-2 um, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But it was a great start to the season when yeah. when the, the, the ref had his mic on and he looks at Sidney Crosby for the opening face-off and says, Sidney, welcome back for another season. Sidney, I couldn't hear what he said. I don't think he said anything. And then he goes, Connor, welcome to the NHL. And he goes, thank you. <laughs> 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Other games yesterday, um, Vegas uh, with their banner raising, Brett Howden, that hit on Chris Tanev. He's getting a hearing for that. Oh. He will get suspended or should be. You never know with the discipline department in the National Hockey League. But Vegas wins 4-1 yesterday over Seattle. They look just as good as the team that won the Stanley Cup uh, last year. Um, what do you think about the banner raising with the whole... Um, the yeah. whole like slot machine and stuff like that. Like, I, I know I'm getting old because I've started to say, even when Vegas came into the league, I'm like, this is a little much. Yeah. 
But it's not, right? It's entertainment. And the NHL needs to embrace more of this stuff. And Vegas does it right. I like the slot machine and they're going up. Um, has there, has I, it's there ever been, been interesting more... because we know Kelly McCrimmon, right? Yeah. And I'm watching this ceremony last night. And um, I don't know if Kelly would want that much pomp and stance. Is that the right term? Um, going into a game. Like it's pomp and, st- pomp and stance. Yeah. I don't, it, know. I don't know. What's the term? Pomp and stance. See, now I sound old again. Pomp and stance? Pomp and stance. I don't know. Hoopla. I'll call it hoopla like yeah, my dad. He's, he's ah, a I don't like the hoopla. <laughs> um, but I uh, I just, like I'm watching it. Happens. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But but it's, uh, but I, I mean, it's showtime, right? So good for Vegas. They yep. love it. I thought the slot machine was a nice touch. Um, and how Stone came out with it and skated around a bit. Like, like I'm just from the day, like there's a new season here and you're, hey, Put the banner up. It's awesome, and let's move on. I don't know if I even would have brought it out and like had to have it there, but to have the captain skated out and stuff. Um, I, that's just stuff I'm not used to, right? A yeah. captain skating out the Stanley Cup before the first game of the next season. I'm used to it being there. The banner goes up, and let's get to business. But look, they won four one. They looked really good again last night. We're going to get into this now. It's interesting where the Jets are going to finish and if they're going to be a playoff team or not because the season starts for them tonight. Er, er, Ernie texts the show. He says, pomp and circumstance. Which pomp is, and circumstance, Ernie. Which thank is, you. Which is the – and Dale, thank you very much. Dale texts in, pomp, pomp and circumstance. North End Rick, it's pomp and cir- circumstance, you dummies. LOL. Thank you very much, everybody. Yes, thank you. We're uh, much appreciated. Yeah. Um, my father did use that line for – Hoopla? Um, I have a cousin – and his name is Ryan. Frank, thank you, Pomp and Circumstance. And he was getting married to a, a woman named Scarlett years ago. Mm-hmm. And I came home for her, and I'm like, are you guys, They there was an invite on the table for my parents. Not me, just my parents. Well, you know, there's levels of disrespect. And I was like, Ryan, what is going on between us? But anyway, I said, are you guys going? <laughs> and he, my mom's like, well, your dad doesn't want to because you got to go to Vancouver. Then you got to go to get a hotel. Then you got to get on a bus to a boat, and then the boat takes you somewhere. It's very private and all this Understandable. stuff. Understandable. And I said, and you don't want to go, Dad? He goes, ah, I'm not a fan of all that hoopla. <laughs> I go to a wedding, I sit down, I see the wedding. Too much hoopla in that. Yeah. So they didn't go. Well, you know what? you got to pick up his call once in a while. Yeah. I did send him 100 bucks in an envelope for that wedding, and I never heard back. <laughs> no way. And is that, that true? And at, not only at that time, but at this time, 100 bucks is a lot to a guy like me. Yeah. And you can't send a thank you? He owes you some tickets to something. 204-780-60 is... Ah! Too much hoopla. Too much hoopla. I go to a wedding, I like to sit down. That's right. I'm, you know what? I'm kind of kind of with your dad on that one. Uh, we got the line rushes in here. Uh, this is from Mitchell Clinton, uh, color analyst with the Winnipeg Jets right here on 680 CJOB. Um, no surprises here. If you were watching practice yesterday, uh, Connor, Shifley, and Velarde on the top line, followed by Niederreiter, Perfetti, and Ehlers. Iafalo, Lowry, and Appleton, and then Morgan Barron, uh, Kupari, and Nemesnikov, Gustafson, the 13th, um, the 13th uh, uh, forward, uh, followed by Morrissey and DeMello uh, on the first pairing, second pairing, Dylan Sandberg and Neil Pionk, followed by Brendan Dillon and Nate Schmidt, uh, Stanley and uh, Chisholm, the the uh, seventh and eighth defensemen there. And Connor Hellebuck, if, as if uh, you need uh, any confirmation uh, in his goaltending uh, starting routine, so he is going to be the starter tonight for the Winnipeg Jets. Surprised by that? Uh, yeah, shocked. Very, very shocked. <laughs> so, very shocked. what do you think tonight? Um, 
I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a one-goal game. I think it's going to be a 3-2 game. Um, that's what I think. I think the Winnipeg Jets are going to win 3-2. I think it's going to be a real tight checking game. Um, there's going to be some good goaltending, some good plays. Uh, and these teams both sort of looking to redeem themselves. I know the Winnipeg Jets made the playoffs last year. Um, but when you have all those conversations around the, the 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 head coach and the calling out and all that, and I know we've had training camp, we had preseason, that stuff's all in the past here. Uh, but I, I don't think for a second that the Winnipeg Jets aren't trying to uh, prove to themselves and prove to the league that they were a lot better than the team that showed up in Game 5 in Vegas last year. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, I, the comment that stands out to me going into tonight's game is exactly what um, Rick Bonus said after the last preseason game where they lost to Ottawa, where he said, over the next three to four days, you guys do whatever it takes for you to do to be ready for Wednesday night. And so I'm interested about that. They're facing a lineup and, and what the Flames are doing. I look at the Jets lineup that you just read off. You know, Lindholm's in the middle of the Dubé and Huberto. Kadri with the rookie Coronado and uh, Sharagovich. Sharanagovich, sorry. Uh, Manjanapari, Backlin, Coleman, uh, Ruzitka, who I like, Dewar, Walker Dewar, who we talked about, and Greer. Uh, defense pairing, Hannafin Anderson, Zadaroff, Uyghur, Orstery, and Tanev, and Mark Schermanet. I I like this matchup for the Jets. I, I like the lineup, but to me, it, it is and always has been about how the Jets play. Um, so I think they can get a win tonight. I, I think it's going to be tough because Calgary's going to be amped up, and there's a lot of, uh, of players on this lineup that are looking to bounce back from last year. Um, it's interesting Hellebuck and Shifley getting that deal done and, and shocking as it was like the, the day or two before the regular season. And you have your Lindholms, yeah. uh, your Hannafins, your uh, Tanevs that mm-hmm. need contracts and how they approach this season. Um, but going toe-to-toe, it's going to be interesting to me. But I, I, I like your assessment. I think it's going to be a 3-2 or a 4-2 yeah. empty net goal game. Um, I think Connor Hellebuck's going to be dialed in. I think yeah. that's going to be the difference. I think it's going to be loose, though. I think there's going to be some... Mistakes will be made yeah, and stuff I, like yeah, that, yeah. for sure. And then, you know, the other thing I'm looking for is the power play. I'm The Jets need to have a better yeah. power play this year. They just do. And um, there's an interesting one of our listeners... Sorry, I forget your name, but we went back and forth last week on the text about the amount of penalties they take. And the Jets actually last year and the past five years are something like 20th or 21st in penalties taken. They're Plus, not as bad as people they think a, they are. They had a dynamite penalty kill last year. Uh, and and the timing of penalties is what I think stands out that makes people think that they take more penalties than they have mm-hmm. lately. But to me, the power play. I think Connor Hellebuck's going to have to you know help win this game tonight, like most nights. But I also think the power play has to come through. Let's elongate this over the course of a entire season here. Or maybe let's just fast forward to uh, American Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll, we'll push this to about a little over a month, five, five, six weeks or whatever it is from now. Um, which team has a better chance to sort of change the narrative about who they are? Now, now, interestingly enough, heading into the season, Jim, and things are really different now, uh, these two teams were in very similar situations in terms of their personnel, their roster makeup. They had a lot of decisions to be made. Yeah. Um, the Winnipeg Jets have seemingly made those decisions. I mean, look, this is I mean, the, the big four questions heading into it. Blake Wheeler, what was going to happen with him? What was going to happen with Pierre-Luc Dubois? What was going to happen with Mark Shifley? What was going to happen to Connor Hellebuck? The puck drops tonight. All four of those questions have been answered. And it took till two days before the start of the yeah. season, but they've been yes, answered. They You're have. right. And, and the Flames really, really haven't yet. You bring up a very valid point, Ken, because in my mind, it's identity time. Yeah. We've talked about this the past two or three years. What are your identities? Shifley's like, I'm not even sure at one point he said that. What are you going to be? What is this? 
for everybody who thinks because Shifley's still here and has an A and that Adam Lowry's the captain and nothing's going to change and him and Morrissey are, are assistants and they're all sort of it, this is a different team. That identity they're going to have to establish. It's a new identity, and I think they're going to find one and grab it and hold on to it, and it's going to be led by Adam Lowry. Adam Lowry was named captain, and then a lot of things happened, and we've talked about a lot of different things. This is Adam Lowry's team. Mm-hmm. Connor Hellebuck is probably the most important player on this team. Mark Shifley, Josh Morrissey, Kyle Connor, Nick Ehlers, those guys are just as important, more important. But Adam Lowry, when he took that C, in my mind, off the ice, has become the most important player in that locker room. And I think their identity that they forge going forward over the next month is is going to be something to watch. Should the Jets win tonight? They should. Yeah. This yeah. is a game they should win. I just, um, I think Huberto is going to have a better season. Mm-hmm. I think Lindholm will be better. I think Markstrom will be better. I don't think it happens tonight. I don't think you just turn it on and all of a sudden Huberto gets three points tonight. Markstrom only allows one goal on 33 shots and stuff. I think it's going to be a, you know, 4-2 with an empty netter, 5-3 with an empty netter game. But I think Hellebuck will play better than Markstrom tonight. And I think that top six should outperform Huberto. The other question, other than the power play I have, is Nick Ehlers. Mm -hmm. Missed all of camp. Is he ready tonight to go and start flying? But I think the Jets should win this game. That's why I wanted to ask that question We when we had a voice of the Winnipeg Jets, um, uh, Paul Edmonds, on earlier. I wanted to say, like, how much does really missing this amount of time um, really affect somebody that's a veteran like Nick Ehlers been around the block a, a few times Could now. make him better, right? Like a veteran player not having to go through training camp? Yeah, Paul said uh, about, he said uh, a game in a period. Yeah. So about a game and a third. And I, and I think that that's about right. But I, I think he's going to start. I think he's going to be held back a little bit. I think the guys have got their legs going. They've kind of felt the pocket game speed yeah. um, that I just don't think Ehlers has. has I don't has, think he'll be flying tonight either. No, no. I think it'll take a game or two. But here, look, this is why I think they need to win this game and should. I yeah. think they're better overall. It's They're kind of mirrored each other. But I think right now the players we just talked about should be better. Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, that power play with Velarde down low should do some damage tonight. Hellebuck will outperform Markstrom in my mind. But the reason they have to win this game, Cam, and should is because then comes Florida, Vegas, L.A., L.A., then Vegas, sorry. That's a tough test. Yeah. That is a tough little run at home. Um, Florida's Florida. Did they catch lightning in a bottle? Did they not? Debate that all you want. But when uh, the L.A. Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights come to town next week, they better have tonight's two points in their back pocket. Pre-game at 6.30 right here on 6.80. CJOB puck drop at 9. Let's take a break. Let's come back. Got a couple text messages from you guys. 204-780-6868. Want to zero in on that. And, hey, they all kind of center around starting goaltender for the Winnipeg Jets. Connor Hellebuck. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 6.80 CJOB. We got an opportunity here to squeeze in some text messages. Hey, game day here. Jets, Flames, 6.30 pregame show. 9 o'clock puck drop right here on 6.80 CJOB. Let us know where you're watching the game, where you're listening. Yeah, where you're listening. Back with Paul Edmonds and Mitchell Clinton in your ear. That's the best way to do it. Or you're working in the, you're in the garage. In the garage at working, 9. Working on the car, hiding from the Kid, spouse. Kids go to bed. I got to go work on that wood thing I'm working on. <laughs> and you just sit there and have a cold one. Got to go game. make some sawdust. Yeah. 204-780-6868. Which Jets won't be here next season to make room for Hellebuck and Shifley deals? Thanks. Uh, that texture says, um, I 
don't think anybody, honestly, I think there's going to be some decisions with some of the remaining UFAs like Mito Niederreiter, Brendan Dillon, Dylan DeMello, Laurent Brassois. Um, but I don't think any of those decisions are going to be made now. Or And I also think that if the cap does go up $4 million, um, that kind of eats away at, at most of the um, at most of the additions for them. Like this, the, these aren't huge raises for these two players. They're a little over $2 million. Um, and so I, I don't think it, it becomes something that the Winnipeg Jets are going to have to like make huge, like earth shattering decisions uh, based on the roster for, for essentially handing out a, here are your players that need contracts next year. RFAs are Declan Chisholm, Logan Stanley, David Gustafson, and Cole Perfetti. Yeah. Who will get a raise. Cole yeah. Perfetti will. UFAs are Nito Niederreiter, Brendan Dillon, and Dylan DeMello. Laurent Bressois, too. So I think one of those defensemen will not be re-signed. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's they, your extra. Especially f- Ville Hainala is going to come in. We're going to wait. Four and, and a half, five million. And, you, and again, you might not need a veteran defenseman like that. So. And finally, just we'll squeeze this one in here. Alex, I'm a Jets fan. It's going to be a five or six to one Calgary slaughter. Five to six one Calgary slaughter. Well, again, home opener, it's tough when you're on the road and the team's coming out cooking. But well, we're we're all guessing. I say three two. That's my guess. Keeps them in the first ten or twelve minutes. Then they go toe-to-toe back and forth. Jim that's and why you'll listen tonight Jim, to find out. That's right. Jim told to take you all the way till 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche, for producing the show. That's it for yeah, me. Thanks, back. Jeffrey. Same time tomorrow to break down the game. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.